Michigan Opera Theater presents music of Giacomo Puccini and Michael Ching tonight, showcasing exciting emerging talent from Michigan Opera Theater's studio of resident artists. One of these artists is soprano Avery Betcher, who speaks with WRCJ's Dave Wagner about tonight's performance, her life in music, and the Michigan Opera Theater studio. It's really a fantastic program, and I find myself so fortunate to be a part of it. It's um, fairly new compared to other young artist programs. This is, I believe, its fifth year in operation. There's one of each voice type, and we are uh, in charge of all kinds of different things. We go out into the communion, community and do performances, um, but we, we're we really focusing on, on honing our professional craft. It's like a pre-professional step into our, um, into our careers. And it's, they just really love their singers and it's, it's wonderful. Well, you are all professional singers. You yourself have performed a variety of roles, both here in the United States and overseas, uh, Susanna and the Marriage of Figaro with Musica Lirica in Italy. And, uh, you've been yum yum in the, <laughs> the Mikado and, uh, and uh, Zerlino in M.O.T.'s Don Giovanni. So mm-hmm. tell us about these two operas. Now, usually, Gianni Schicchi is heard as part of three one-act operas by Puccini called uh, the, the, the El Tritico, right? Mm-hmm. But this is kind of unique because we have the one-act opera Gianni Schicchi, and then that's followed by a 21st century opera. I guess we should talk about Puccini first and a little bit about Gianni Schicchi. Sure. Um, so, yeah, so Gianni Schicchi is um, Puccini's only comedy, and it's quite musically a lot of um, tongue-in-cheek where Puccini's kind of implying that he's not a comedy writer, but he does it so wholeheartedly. It's it's lush and it's beautiful and it's... It's hysterically timed how he wrote the music just is lend, lends itself to the comedy perfectly. Well, tell us about your character. You sing the role of Loretta. Yeah, so I am the uh, role of Johnny Skiki's daughter, and I'm in love with um, his nemesis's uh, nephew. And it's kind of a classic Romeo and Juliet situation where the families are feuding, and my goal is to marry. His name is Renucho. So I'm begging my father to help his family so that it would allow us to to be together. I'm speaking with uh, Avery Betcher, a.k.a. Loretta in <laughs> Gianni Skiki, who also be, interestingly enough, Loretta in Buoso's Ghost. So here's the interesting story about this. Uh, the, uh, the, so we have intermission, and then the second part of the 
the performance is another one-act opera by a contemporary composer named Michael Ching. And the story continues, right? I mean, it's the same characters. The story goes on. Yes. Uh, tell us what happens now in the second opera. Well, I won't spoil it, but I will tell you that it picks up immediately where Johnny Skiki left off. Not a moment has passed. And Lauretta and Renuccio ha- are free to be together. And so they go off to be married, to buy the ring that she was begging her father to let her go get in the Ponte Vecchio. And... She, yeah, so they, they go off and they're actually not seen again, but the rest of the family is very upset with Skiki for his um, kind of double-crossing scheme at the uh, end of uh, the first opera. and so Family they, problems uh, in relationships, <laughs> it's, it's, it never ends, does it? Oh, no, certainly not, especially <laughs> in this. Ravidandati. <laughs> Ravi, you're lower than I knew, the lowest of the low. Picture the poisonous, picture them all, helping old Warsaw to answer God's call. So they're trying to get back at Skiki for how he um, pulled one over on them, basically, and um, they try to frame him, and he kind of gets around that, and so it it gets it gets dark and intense, but uh, but as as one would hope, it ends up it ends up well. <laughs> it is really great that we have these young artists who can present an opera that people know, Gianni Skiki, and we just also played that famous aria, O Mio Babino Caro. And then people will also have the chance to hear a contemporary work, a brand new opera. And for singers and performers, it's a challenge. I, I was able to find a few snippets on YouTube, like you said, of, of different workshops of it. But avail as far as finding a recording of the whole opera, yeah, f- forget it. It was... It's it's very interesting getting a brand new piece into your body, into your voice, and and really, yeah, contemporary opera is, is a whole different animal. Did you have the opportunity to meet with a composer or work with a composer b- uh, before this work has been staged? I have not, actually, um, but I was told that he will be at our second performance, so I'll be able to... to... No pressure there. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So hopefully he likes it. <laughs> Tell us about your story, about your love of music. Everyone has a unique journey as they think about music. And, of course, there's that big step to find and decide, my goodness, I'm going to have a career hmm. as a professional classical musician. Tell us about your your journey to where you are today. Right. Um, so... My parents will tell you that I have been singing my whole life, Um, you know, starting with The Little Mermaid and just kind of going from there. Um, And yeah, I 
wasn't exposed to opera until I was a teenager. Um, I want to say around 17. And I did a an opera scenes concert with my high school choir. And I had the typical impression of opera where you think of the, the Viking lady and sure. just, you know, it's... Yeah, this just doesn't... And I don't, let's, in, in fairness, I don't, but I imagine it resonates with a lot of yeah. middle schoolers. And exactly. you think, I'm going to have a career as an opera singer. Yeah, people hear opera and they kind of turn their nose up. It, they, it's, it doesn't... It seems inaccessible. So. Yes. Yeah. But we did these scenes and I sang... One, the one in particular that really kind of grabbed me was the scene in The Magic Flute by Mozart where Pamina is about to kill herself because she believes Tomino doesn't love her anymore. Um, and the the music and the drama and just something about the way that the music fit into my voice. Like physically, the sensation of singing this opera was, it felt amazing. So yeah, it kind of went from there. I started taking voice lessons with a um, with a coach at Lawrence University, which is where I grew up in Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, and I yeah, I went to I did my undergrad in in La Crosse, Wisconsin, at Viterbo University, small school. Um, and I did my master's at um, Indiana University in in Bloomington, where I studied with. Um, the incomparable soprano uh, Carol Vaness, and she has really been a huge instrument in my pursuit of of this career.
I'm talking with Avery Betcher. Well, I think having a, a, a wonderful teacher, and especially especially in, in the vocal arts, to have someone who has been on stage and has had this huge career mm-hmm. and then has been able to, to share these experiences with you. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's so very important because you really go from that educational experience like, oh, boy, there's... There's no middle ground. All of a sudden now you're on stage and you're performing. Yeah, that transition too from being a student to being a young professional. And that's kind of something that this studio program here at MOT focuses on is shedding that student mentality where everything has to be perfect and you, you know, you do your homework. Um, You still do your homework, but it's, it's a different sense of, of, ownership. You're not looking for your teacher's approval anymore. It's kind of finding that confidence in your in your craft and being able to own it in a way that it you don't really find yet when you're a student. I'm talking with Avery Betcher. She is Loretta in two operas um, <laughs> in Gianni Schicchi and also Buoso's Ghost, one well-known and one being presented for the first time in our area by Michigan Opera Theater and the Young Artist Ensemble. We were talking about this ensemble and the work that you do. You were talking about your experience in high school and falling in love with the music and and it feeling right for your voice and then making also this emotional connection with with music. And one one of the jobs that your ensemble does is to take opera out to classrooms and to perform for young people's uh, for young people in in grade school uh, junior high or middle school and in high schools too right to get young people excited about opera is the way to ensure that it stays alive We do bring it out into communities, into um, public events, and and I've had so many people be like, oh, wow, I didn't know that this was what opera was like. It's oh. so exciting. It's so beautiful. And um, people are always so surprised at how much they like it. <laughs> well, I'm always so impressed when I see young artists now and realize that not only do they have this great ability as singers, but... You know, hey, all of you are terrific actors. It's very impressive. Did in in your education as a singer, did you have acting lessons too? I mean, how does everyone get to be so good on stage? Well, I think everyone has their different path. Mine, uh, personally, I did like we were talking about in high school. I did a lot of theater, and I took acting classes there. I I was fortunate to go to a, a fine arts high school, um, where I was able to really dig into to acting and stagecraft. And in my undergrad, there was a class that was specifically called Acting for Singers. And it was a combination of musical theater singers and opera singers at the at my school. And that was a really, really useful class because as singers, you have to be thinking about more things than just a straight actor because as far as like vocal technique, that can really consume your mind. So figuring out how to sing and act and do the staging and be looking at the conductor and all of these things, it's, it's 
quite challenging. <laughs> well, I always am amazed, especially if there's a lot of movement on stage, and you know, as a singer, you have to you have to have yourself planted up to the place where you can you can have the singing breath. And if you're doing a lot of moving or you've raised your 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 heart rate, I <laughs> would think that it would be it's, difficult. Yeah, it is. Let me tell you, it is very easy to get, even if you are physically planted, if you're feeling the uh, the drama of the moment, it's very easy to get kind of what we call stacked in our breathing. And mm. it's hard to have our body settle. So that's one of the things is to be able to show the emotion of the moment without feeling it in our bodies, which will, you know, betray our technique. Um, so it's it's a very interesting balance physically and mentally. I'm so glad we've had this chance to talk about the program, about these two operas, and uh, we wish you all the best in your career and uh, looking forward to hearing many more performances from you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Every Betcher, she is going to be performing Loretta in two operas right here on WRCJ. (laughs) 